Final segment, Canuck Central, Dan Richo and Satyar Shah. It's Wednesday, so you know Overrated Underrated is coming up. I did uh, want to say a uh, happy birthday and uh, buon compleanno to uh, my grandmother. Nonna, Nonna Palma is 102 today. Wow. She was born in 1920. 102? Yeah, it's crazy. Dang. I'd like to ask, oh man, that is incredible. Her maiden name is Forte, which means uh, strong. So there, there you go. It's, uh, Never has a name been more apt. <laughs> a little bit of grappa in the espresso. That's what Ooh. she says is the uh, the secret to, to a long life. Major shouts. Uh, that's uh, it's uh, shouts to Big Nona Palma. Auguri uh, to her. Uh, all right. I just wanted to get that out there. Time for overrated, underrated. Hit the music. Everybody's favorite Wednesday segment here. We know Friday's uh, mailbag always, always, uh, always, uh, always very good. So be tuning in for that. Always uh, enjoy on the podcast as well. Um, Sat, we'll start with this. We've got a lot of listener submissions to get to. Okay. Uh, coaching in a Canadian market, overrated or underrated? <laughs> Man, I wish we had Boudreaux on to ask him. Yeah. I mean, because last year he got to experience the best of being yes. in the Canadian market. Which Bruce, was their, there it is. Bruce, there it is. You know, uh, they had a good record, almost made the postseason. Everybody was throwing him accolades and yep. interviews everywhere. And, you know, he's out on, on the town. People giving him love and chanting the Bruce, there it is, even uh, out on the town. To this year... He's getting grilled every game. He looks like he can't handle the pressure. People throwing jerseys onto the ice. They're booing the team off the ice. Constantly, how he's coaching and whether he's going to be the guy is being asked to management. He's being asked every day about structure and how his team is playing and why they're underachieving. I don't know how he feels about playing in a Canadian market. I think the answer he would have given you last summer and what he's giving you this fall... Might be different? Yes, might be different. Ask Palmer Race how he's doing down in Florida right now. (laughs) A little bit easier, hey? Yeah. Uh, you can just like see it on Boudreaux. Like sometimes I feel bad for him. Like he was the just the happiest jovial guy around, and now he's just like No. It's it's weighing on him. You know, Vancouver, you've done it. You took the most joyous coach and turned him into a bit of a grump. He's not he's not there yet. He's still trying to be positive, but you can see the the joy is uh, It only took ten months. Yeah. It only took 10 months. It's also uh, it's, it's going to be a long long winter. A lot of, lot of rain coming in the forecast uh, and in the standings. Uh, all oh, right. come on. Get some W's, please. <laughs> Can't handle all this losing. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, there's some good ones on the text inbox that I want to get to. But uh, we'll start with Drew. Rebuilding. Overrated or underrated? Sat. <sighs> well, I mean, if you ask fans here, they'd say underrated. Mm-hmm. I think the general notion can be overrated, like based on uh, there isn't just one way of building a team. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and every team doesn't have to go through a rebuild. You know what I mean? It depends on your circumstances. Ultimately, what it comes down to me is you want to establish at least three to four things: one, franchise center; two, franchise defenseman. You'd love to get a franchise goalie if you could. But really, those are the three. And you'd love to have maybe a second forward that's a franchise type of forward because you need so many of them. So that's kind of what you're looking to have. Yeah. Well, well, the Canucks have a franchise center type in Pedersen who has that potential and it's playing up to it. You have Quinn Hughes. You have Thatcher Mm -hmm. Demko. 
So tearing it all the way down shouldn't be the recipe, but you should do some type of a build. If you're a team you that need to doesn't do some surgery, yes. If you're a team that doesn't have any of those things, you have to tear it down to the studs because you have to start building a foundation of star superstars to build around, Arizona. or guys, guys who have potential to become it. So I, I think the general notion of a rebuild is overrated because it, it doesn't fit for every team. But in this market, they've been starved for that type of a plan, so yeah. it's going to be seen as heavily underrated. So, the uh, the term, I think, and the word is something that I think is very overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. When you reference a rebuild that worked, which are you really pointing to? Pittsburgh is the one that often comes to mind. Yeah. But Brian Burke was right. Like, you know, copying the Pittsburgh model is impossible. It's not possible. Right. They were gifted Sidney Crosby. They got Malkin at second overall, and they got a Hall of Fame goalie in another year, in another draft. Like Most teams, Edmonton's had four first overall picks. Four. Yeah. Which one turned out to be a, a future Hall of Famer and the greatest player we've seen of, of, of this decade? One. One of them. One of the four. And the other Hall of Famer isn't a first overall pick. Yeah. He ended up being third. Yes. Uh, so, you know, like, don't stop referencing Pittsburgh. I know Patrick did it today himself, but it's like it's not a it's not a realistic model to to really go by. Chicago Chicago was a mess. They were a mess team. for a long time. You they know, were a mess I mean? a long time. They, they weren't like actually trying to rebuild in yeah. that sense. You know, I mean the most the, LA has retooled on the fly yeah, and it seems to be re- working. More of a retool on the fly. Yeah. Right? It wasn't like really a rebuild. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at teams right now. The Leafs rebuilt. Yep. But they haven't won a single playoff round no. yet. And that's Colorado, what people always point to. So when Colorado you rebuilt. Colorado, and this sort of argument was coming in my mentions today. Yeah. But like, okay, but when what, like, when did the rebuild start, right? Did it start when McKinnon got drafted? Or did it start when they traded Duchesne? Right. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's, it's been a long time They rebuilt coming. the rebuild. They did. They had to rebuild the rebuild. <laughs> they did. They had to rebuild the rebuild. It was a mess. And, and a lot of teams have had to do that. For sure. And and that's why, that's why and that's not to say you shouldn't rebuild. That's yes. not to say you shouldn't yes. do it. But the point being, you're right. Like There are a lot of them fraught with examples of not working or not being as seamless as people make it out to be. And even Colorado, they're a great team. Great team, right? Yeah. But outside of hitting on high draft picks, they've actually done really poor, poorly in the draft. If you look at their draft and development outside of their star and high end guys, it's been one of the worst in the league. Yeah, like they're, they're not the draft model you should aspire to be. They hit on high picks, which you should, but their draft and development model isn't one you should aspire to yeah. be like. They've nailed trades and they've nailed free agent signings. Colorado, so like as you mentioned, they they've hit on all their top ten picks, right? Yes. They had the extra one that they got in the Duchesne yes. trade where they get Byram who helped a lot in the playoffs last year, ranted in an absolute home run steal of a pick at 10th overall, right? Um, But if you think of it from a Canucks perspective, yeah, they never actually took the rebuild. You know, they didn't do it on purpose. They unintentionally rebuilt. They backed into it. And even then, they they didn't maximize their assets. Exactly. 
And also, they didn't hit on all of their top ten picks. Yes, they missed two hey. big. They they missed two huge ones, which but, a but lot of teams do. But you. But how do you make up for it, Dan? Yeah, you know that's the thing. Like Colorado, how do they make up for not hitting, hitting on their other picks? They made a lot of good signings. They made the a lot trades. of good trades. How did Tampa get around not hitting on a couple of their high picks? Because they missed out on Brett Connolly, a top pick. They missed out on Slater Cuckoo, was a top pick. I mean, they had some. T- that's a couple of top yeah, end they picks. Didn't they didn't throw on. second and third round picks on Sven Berchi yeah. and and Lyndon Vay. Yeah, and. Like and it, uh, uh, Chicago, they they massively missed on, on Cam on Cam Barker. They, yeah. they they drafted Jack Skilly fifth overall, who, yeah. who played in Vancouver as a depth player one year. So I mean, look at the guys that those guys missed on. How do they make up for it? Yeah, Chicago made up for it by by hitting like massive home runs later in the draft, second round pick. Same with Tampa. Tampa, same thing. And Tampa also had a couple of really good free agent signings, like yeah. Yanni Gord, who they signed yeah. Tyler Johnson, for instance, who was really good for them for a while. So that's how they. Did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how they figured out a way to overcome not hitting on all your picks. Because you're not going to hit on all your top 10 picks. But what else are you doing to separate yourself? Uh, this one from you, keeping Bo Horvat. Ooh. I'd, I'd throw, that, throw that one out there. Mm. I'd throw that one out there today. It, I, it doesn't feel like as touchy of a subject anymore. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Definitely not. Although, some people get fired up over it. Some, uh, some I know Rager do. does. Rager does. Rager's, but, Rager's coming at us as we speak. Yeah. Dunbar Lumber text but no, I, I love Rager, though, because I think he's he's mostly frustrated by, like, well, if they're keep, they kept JT, now they have to trade Bo. Maybe they should have kept Bo instead of JT. But, like, how is the team getting better? What moves are they going to make? Yeah. Like, that's the overall concern. And, and I get it. But... I think it would be overrated to keep him because yeah. of the amount of money it would take to sign him. Mm-hmm. You're looking at, especially if the cap does end up going up, you're looking at seven and a half, eight million bucks. Yeah, and I, and I think that at this point, uh, he doesn't really want to give much of a discount either. Doesn't look like it. Doesn't yeah. sound like it when he speaks. Yeah, would it be underrated if he was signing for under seven? Yeah, 100%. But you're not getting him at that number. Probably so. not. Uh, all right, Gabriel, or is it Gabriel? We'll go with Gabriel. Uh, Canucks front office, overrated or underrated? Underrated. Yeah, I think the heat they're taking right now is a little too much. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I, like I said, I don't love everything that they've done. No, and, and I think ultimately you have to find answers. And yeah. ultimately, you know, what separates good management teams from bad ones and average ones are the ones that are able to find edges like we just talked about how do you win trades how do you win free agent signings how do you hit draft picks like what are you doing that separates you like what's that going to be they haven't had enough time to establish that yet though. yeah you have to give them enough time could you be discouraged sure uh but i, I look at a lot of things they are doing behind the scenes dan as yeah. far as player development mm-hmm. as far as the culture they want to build in in the front office and what they want to do and everything like that i know everything hasn't been perfect we saw that with a departure and everything like that but but I think that there's a true desire there yeah. to do something that hasn't been done here before. And I think that notion is underrated, even though we're so caught up in what they haven't done in the immediate future with this roster and how they have to get this team over the top and the big picture important things, that the other things that they're trying to do is actually being completely overlooked. Uh, the, the Nils Oman signing... It is a victory for this club, and it looks like a clear victory for this club. That's something, you know, when we're weighing the offseason, we don't talk about enough. It looks like the Philip Johansson find is at least interesting, right, with how he's played so far in the SHL this year. Uh, Doesn't mean anything really yet, but, hey, you needed more, like, potential on the right side of defense in your organization, and 
they potentially have found some. So, like, little things like that, they don't mean anything right now to too many people, but, you know, give me more of these little wins, and and I'll uh, I'll start to believe a little bit more. I'll have more confidence. Uh, Besser being traded. That's from uh, BW. Overrated as far as, if you want cap space, sure, but as far as the return... You're not getting anything. And hey, some people, some people are like, it doesn't matter. Just get whatever. I, I would say, yeah. Like, just talking about this with, with people around the league, like, I, I'm really curious. Like, I don't know if you would be able to get much of anything for Besser. Like, it's not a hugely long-term deal, but you need him to start playing and start yeah. scoring before you can even approach the subject of trading. Broncos. Yeah, I think they can. I think they can definitely move him. It's just the valuation is the issue, and yeah. how much money do you have to take back? What contract do you have to take back? The entire league is capped out, pretty much. Yep. Like, the only teams that aren't capped out are the bad teams, and how many of those bad teams right now are wanting to take on Brock Besser? Uh, Dave, the spat between Miller and Shen. Ooh. Underrated. Show me more anger. Yeah, I, underrated. Fight. Say, you don't have a win this year. I say underrated too because I don't think they're. I don't think you can. You can be. Oh yeah, that stuff's overrated. They're, they've lost seven games in a row. Uh, the accountability needs to be better. The team talks about habits having to improve. Players are making the same mistakes. They should be getting called out. But like Yannick mentioned, the fact that it's happening on the ice is not a good sign. Mm. So I don't think you can gloss over it. Yeah. What happened to the days of a good old practice fight? You know, who's going to fight who? Was it uh, Willie and, and Mason Raymond back in Kessler. the day? Kessler, yeah, Raymond. He was bullying Raymond. And or like Willie Kessler. hit Raymond, and yeah, uh, Kessler, Kessler, Kessler jumped in. in. They fought once, and then the next day they showed up to the ring, hugging each other. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, but accountability matters. Yeah, you know, and you know, we talk about them needing more of that. So, so let's see it. Uh, Phil, Ilya Mikhaev, overrated or underrated? Can I give a push? We've we've seen how many games? Not him? very many. Like five. I, I thought uh, I thought Boudreaux's comment on Mikhaev was sort of interesting the other night. Mm. In just that, he was like, "I kn- I know he was a good player in Toronto, so I have to assume that player's still in there." <laughs> like, yeah, it was one of those like, "I'm gonna be nice, but I don't like the way he's played so far." Yeah, I mean, but what is there to like about? Yeah. Like, I mean, he's had moments. And there are things in his game I like, and there's stuff on the PK I like, him getting in on the forecheck and his speed, and there's a lot of stuff there, but he hasn't been able to finish his opportunities, and they haven't found the best fit for him yet. Um, Chris, the stick and rink jersey no longer being in the rotation. I uh, I think this is... This is overrated. I want I want the stick and rink jersey to be in the rotation. You do? Maybe not that iteration of it. I like the stick and rink jersey in white. The white one? You're, you're big on white jerseys. Man, white jerseys are crisp. I like them on the road. Like, don't you feel good when you have a crisp new white shirt? Yeah, but it's not yeah. always. It's not my favorite go-to. Like, if I'm like, oh, there's you know, there's a big event tonight, and I'm hosting, I'm not going to white. Really. Yeah, like if I'm hosting a party at my house, my first inclination isn't to wear wear a white shirt. Like I'm not going to be serving you guys. Like come and hang out. <laughs> that particular jersey, yes. That yeah. logo, no. You don't like stick and rink? No, the whatever modern crooked oh, the stylized of it. one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just back to the original. They screwed it up when they modernized it. <laughs> it's not that hard to screw up that logo, but somehow the Canucks did. Yeah. You sound real old man right now, Eddie. I am Producer an old Ed- man. <laughs> Producer Eddie Gregory. 
uh, firing it up today and uh, doing a great job on the Vancouver Giants play-by-play as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like to stick in the rink jerseys in general, but, I mean, we've seen them a lot. I'm okay with them being out of rotation for a year or two. Uh, November 1st, next week, we've got our first look at the uh, reverse retro hmm. against the New Jersey Devils. I can see those going to Abbotsford. Devils look like a really good team this year. Maybe it was a year too early on them being a playoff yeah, team. Yeah, I think you were on them just a bit early. Uh, but uh, still having goaltending issues. Uh, all right. Justin. Are we really going here? You're going there. You're reading it, so. <laughs> Pumpkin patches. Hi. Overrated. I'm not a big fall guy. You're not a big fall guy? No. I don't know. You're a big fall guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fall guy. Yeah, I, I I can tell. I don't know. It's just like leaves on the ground and pumpkins everywhere. It's beautiful. It's you like... see it once a year. That's yeah. it. So, it's, it's. I mean, I think all, it's beautiful seeing the, the leaves, colors. like all the different more, color no, leaves. I'm, like I'm more of a. I'm like. I'm, I'm a spring cherry blossom guy. Falls overrated. Yeah. Yeah. Pumpkin patches and all that stuff. You're like a. Come just to sounds life. like another Instagram photo op. Well, pretty much is more yeah. or less because it's great visuals. <laughs> yes. that's what it is. Ask don't, don't again hate. after the next 48 hours of rain in this time. Yes. That's I'll take coming. It, it's beautiful. It's it's a nice it's a nice experience. I'll take it. Okay. Uh, JL, dressing up for Halloween at the office. Oh, totally overrated. No, that's underrated, man. Mm, overrated. It's just like it's like disconcerting sometimes. Like if Eddie was like dressed like a clown, I looked over and I see no. a clown sitting there. It throw me off. I'm trying to do my job here. I'm not trying to go to a circus. If I want to go to a Halloween party, I'm going to a Halloween party. I'm trying to go to work, man. Let me work. Eddie, why are you dressed like it? Why does my nose squeak? <laughs> yeah, man. Like I get it for for work camaraderie and all that sort of stuff. Sure, like if it's, if that's your jam, great. But like that's not my thing. I mean, it's pressure. I got to dress up now for Halloween if other people Would are. you do the yeah. Halloween costume at work if you did morning radio? <laughs> Imagine getting up at those hours and then no. having to do a costume on top of that. Yeah, There's no, def- although definitely you, not. Def- but, but, although you're so delirious when you don't sleep over, over the week that by Friday, if Halloween fell out of Friday, you might be loopy enough to do something. I, uh, I worked at, at you know one of those like scare nights uh, things mm. back out east. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I kind of liked it. You know, I got dressed up. Scared a bunch of people. Kind of like Fright Nights over at the Peony. Yeah. Wasn't hard. I, I didn't really particularly like getting dressed up all the time, though. Although, I uh, when I used to work at No Frills, I uh, played into the ego of the owner, and I was like, hey, I'm just your bodyguard. I just wore a suit and sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a raise out of it? They gave me like a $100 gift card. I was like, sweet, I'll take that. <laughs> this is the easiest prize ever. Dan Dan always knows how to kiss ass, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, all right, JL, it's underrated. Okay, dressing up for Halloween at the office definitely, definitely underrated. Don't uh, do it unless you have to. Uh, always keep the the costumes classy, though. I will say that. Uh, Ryan, chocolate chips in banana bread. Oh yeah, hun- underrated. Banana bread and chocolate, great combination. Yeah, like who do you eat banana bread without chocolate? I know some people put like walnuts. That doesn't sound fun. You know, give give me the chocolate chips. I'll even like heat it up in the microwave and then spread some Nutella over the uh, the banana bread. Really? Oh, wow! I think banana bread as a whole is overrated. Right. Wow! Wow! 
Look at you just hating on the simplicities of life. Never mind adding chocolate to try and compliment it. Yeah. If you got to add chocolate to something, is it really that good? <laughs> uh, it's like oatmeal, but uh, my favorite is like people, people, the way people have oatmeal nowadays. Yeah. It's not just oatmeal. No. It's like chocolate, Overnight syrup, oats. Oats. Yeah. All this sort of stuff. Overnight oats is like a huge thing now. Yeah. I don't know. People are like super into it. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Come try this tiramisu uh, overnight oats recipe that I've got here. Like, what? <laughs> what? Who's, who's making this? A warm banana bread with <laughs> vanilla ice cream. Mm. It sounds nice. It sounds very basic. <laughs> you know, the problem with banana bread is, like, I don't like waiting for the bananas to get, like, you know, black before <laughs> I have to make the banana bread. Uh, That's yeah. your first problem. You have to wait for them to go bad. Yeah. The mushy bananas. Yeah. The mushy bananas. Uh, Chef Swagger, lasagna. Uh, oh, uh, underrated. Lasagna's overrated. What? I mean, unless it's made properly, it's overrated. Mm-mm. You got you to gotta do it properly. Well, yeah, I have proper it's lasagna. It's got to be crusty on the top. Yes. Soft on the inside. Uh-huh. You got to get the bechamel in there. You know, it's... Bechamel. That sounds I, pretentious I saying all this. Look at this <laughs> extremely I, biased point of view. <laughs> I, Look, if you don't make them the way my grandma made them. <laughs> it was 102. Hey. Yes. <laughs> Been doing this for 85 years. <laughs> Nonna makes a fantastic lasagna. My mother made a fantastic lasagna. My brother-in-law, who's a caterer, fantastic lasagna. I go to restaurants. I never order lasagna at restaurants. Hmm. It's never. It's, can't do no, it. You can't do it. You can't make a good lasagna in just like one piece. You know, it's just. Eh, you got to nah. do it. It has to come in steps. So if you don't take the time to make the lasagna. So yeah. basically, if I tell you I'm making a lasagna and it's going to take me two hours, you know it's not going to be good. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> basically. You've got you got to have the bolognese going right and everything. Yeah. Uh, Phil, Value Village. I haven't been in a very long time. I'd say underrated because you probably get stuff. That's useful, a lot cheaper. So I feel like thrifting is overrated now, though. I go to a thrift store and like $40 for a shirt. I'm like, what? $40. <laughs> this is supposed to be a deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what type of shirt are you well, buying? Why is, why is thrifting a fad now? I just. What do you mean? I mean, one thing is good. They have it on consignment sometimes now. So like yeah. people make money reselling their clothes and stuff like that, especially designer stuff. That That's big. But depends what it is. Like, yeah, 40 bucks from Value Village would seem probably a bit off but if it's something that was worth like 500 for 40 bucks then yeah i mean you're getting a good deal uh i i just i feel like thrifting is is uh it's gone a little over the top uh these days all right last uh last one from silver and black enough taking advantage of a long flight by doing aerobics and exercises on the airplane aisle while your teammates are sleeping maybe i should just submit overrated underrated paying extra Pick your seat on the plane. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not on Russell Wilson's side. No. Has <laughs> there ever been a person who needs to like pat themselves on the back and like prove to people that they're doing work? No, I mean usually more than Russell Wilson. Usually, people that I mean, I will say this though: it, that's the entrepreneur spirit in yeah. um, in Russ. In Russ, oh man, I, I think it was. I could be wrong, but I think it was um, Ben. I think it was Benjamin Franklin. He said, never do something, or George, I forget which one it was, but one of the old American Ooh, politicians. Now we've got philosophers. Not, not philosophy, historical sat. Historical no. sat? <laughs> and I, mean, I don't even have an actor. Science actor-. sat, space sat, here comes historical sat. Sat gives history. Sat gives history. No, but, and I'm not even getting it right, but essentially it was, if you do good work 
and nobody knows about it, does it matter? Essentially, like yeah. the gist of it was, if you do good work, make make sure people see your good work. Like you gotta promote yourself. So it it is the entrepreneur spirit. So I can't hate on him too much, but man, is he corny? Let's ride. <laughs> Russell Wilson, uh, <laughs> quoting after uh, on the plane ride from Denver to London. First two hours, I was watching film, watching all the cutups and everything else. And then the next four hours, I was doing some treatment on the plane. I was walking up and down the aisles. Everyone was knocked out. I was doing high knees and working on my legs and everything else, making sure I'm ready to rock. So that was yeah, good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, is this real? It was. Ah, that's so good. Uh, never change, Russ. Never change. Or, or maybe do, or, or maybe do change. Maybe, maybe start to change. <laughs> maybe start changing. <laughs> or else uh, Brett Rippon is going to keep uh, quarterbacking over you. Uh, all right. That's overrated, underrated here on uh, this Wednesday. Tomorrow, watch on Sportsnet Pacific. We'll have the pregame for the Canucks and Seattle Kraken. For producer Eddie Gregory, my co-host Satyar Shah, I'm Dan Riccio. You've been listening to Canucks Central.